Hello friends, and welcome back to yet another episode of the fun and exciting Always a Wild Time uh, What If Project Podcast. My name is Glenn, and it's good to have you here. Uh, this is episode number 55 of the podcast, and it's part number three of our series that we're doing called Processing the Goose. If you go back, listen to the previous two episodes, you'll get a a good feel uh, for what's going on. Uh, but real quick, uh, about a month ago, I went to the Wild Goose Festival in Hot Springs, North Carolina. And the Wild Goose Festival is basically this, this gathering of people, all from different walks of life, all in different places in their journey with God and understanding who God is, uh, what faith is all about. Uh, it comes from a Christian perspective but yet it's very progressive in the sense that everybody is welcome. So like I've connected with people who are Buddhists, um, atheists, Muslims, all different kinds of people coming there, trying to understand this DNA of love and generosity that is bred into all of us, how to tap into that and use it to make a positive difference in the world. And so I came away with a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to process, and the first two episodes are basically where I just talk through some of my biggest takeaways. I think there were like maybe two, maybe three, you could say, that I really kind of honed in on a little bit. Uh, today and next week, I'm bringing on a guest. So next week is going to be one of the uh, main speakers and teachers at Wild Goose. Uh, I was able to connect with him. He's going to be coming on to talk to us, which is going to be amazing. Uh, help me process a little bit through some of the things that I mentioned in the previous two episodes. Uh, but today, in just a few minutes actually, I'm sitting at my kitchen table, and I'll, I'll tell more about that in a moment, uh, but sitting at my kitchen table waiting for Mr. Bob Gregory to come. So Bob lives about 20 minutes from me, and we met at Wild Goose last year. He was there with me this year. And so we're gonna process through some things together, a very casual conversation uh, at the kitchen table. Uh, and we're just going to talk a little bit about what he took away, what I took away, bounce some things around, and, and kind of see uh, where it goes. So he should be arriving momentarily, at which point I will pause uh, the, uh, the recording here, and then we'll pick it up a little bit later once we get here, get settled, all that good stuff. So look forward to that. Uh, Bob is a great guy. He's got his own podcast that he will talk about as well, and now uh, we're going to have a good time together. Uh, two things before that happens. Uh, number one the What If Project uh, Facebook community. If you are looking for a place with people who are asking questions, uh, swimming around in their doubts, uh, wondering exactly who God is and what God is and how all that looks and works, the What If Project community is a place for you. Uh, it is a closed Facebook group, meaning you need permission uh, to be involved in the group. Uh, so you can't no, you can't just go in there and start randomly commenting on stuff like on somebody's public page. Uh, so it's a safe place to express your thoughts, your feelings, your doubts, non-judgmental, uh, safe atmosphere. It's like the wilderness, uh, but a safety zone in the wilderness. There's about 50 people in there right now. Uh, we dialogue all throughout the week about various topics, and it's really good. Like I've met some really good people in there, uh, and I've become really close friends with a lot of those people. So go check it out. If you're looking for some community, that might be uh, the place for you. Second thing, uh, patreon.com slash what if project. If the what if project 
uh, has encouraged you, inspired you, challenged you, helped you grow in your faith, um, please stop by there. Check out how you can support the show. There are different tiers or levels of giving. Uh, the smallest tier being just $3 a month. For $3, a cup of coffee a month, uh, you can support the show up to $30 a month, or you can make your own tier as well. And every tier has its own reward. So for instance, uh, for the $3 tier, you get a, uh, a blog post once uh, every month. There will be a blog post going out uh, to people in that tier uh, that won't be available for the public. $7 a month tier, you get the blog post and you get a bonus podcast uh, episode once a month as well. Uh, so, And then as the tiers go up, uh, so do the rewards. So go check that out. Um, again, if this has encouraged you, inspired you, uh, feel free to check it out and give. If you can't give, listen, I get that money's tight. Totally understand. Uh, no offense taken at all. But we have 10 people right now who are signed up. And I can't thank you guys enough uh, for the support. Because of the money that you have given uh, every month, I was able to go to Wild Goose. Uh, I was able to pay for the gas to get there, my food, a hotel room, a parking pass. Uh, if it wasn't for you, I probably would not have been able to go. Uh, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. That money went to amazing use. Uh, also was able to pay for uh, the hosting fees for the podcast and for the blog, for the website, uh, for a whole year up front. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, I don't know what else to say, but thank you. I'm completely in awe and humbled uh, by your generosity, and I'm, I'm so grateful for all of you and for your encouragement. So all of that said, um, my cat is actually at my feet, I guess, very hungry. So I'm gonna hit pause, uh, feed him, and get something to drink. Bob should be arriving, and then we will hit record we will go at it. So I will talk to you in a few minutes and uh, thanks for being here. So we said our own ambience, dub TTG train to go. Let's talk, no rambling. Wishing I had something foreign, wishing I had something foreign. Knowing that I can afford it, knowing that I can afford it. It's real love, it's real love. All right, welcome back friends. Uh, Bob has arrived. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Bob and I were both at the Wild Goose Festival together. Uh, actually met there last year and became, I guess, heretical friends. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> although we didn't see each other a whole lot uh, over the course of our time there because we were all kind of at different sessions, uh, we both experienced the goose together. Uh, we came away with some things to process and thought we could come together and talk about it today. So Bob is at my house. Uh, the microphone is out of its normal habitat. Is this your first, like... This is the person first time. Person to person. Uh, in, yeah, this yeah. is the first time in the kitchen. So the west wing of the, the secret mansion. So uh, we're going to record the, the conversation and just kind of see see where it goes. So Bob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, before we get too far into the discussion, uh, tell the good people of the What If Project universe uh, who you are, what do you do, what makes you tick. Tell us all the good things about, about Bob. Um, well, long story short, grew up real Christian. For a real long real time, Christian. yeah, real Christian. Real Christian. I, we, I don't know if I call myself a certain denomination. I just grew up mostly in the Church of God, mm -hmm. which is like, in my opinion, it's like Protestant Catholicism. Yeah, <laughs> it's so strict, yeah. um, so rich too. But uh, <laughs> uh, went into missions. In in missions, I kind of ran into my deconstruction, mm -hmm. and like they, I wasn't allowed to ask certain questions. I wasn't allowed to do certain things that just didn't make any sense to me, and started asking 
started listening to podcasts first off. That'll get you in trouble. Yeah, that gets you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, and then from there, started to try and ask questions, got shot down a bunch of times, ended up having a really bad experience with that, mm. leaving, coming home uh, to Ohio at the time, moving here to Charlotte eventually. And so now I'm here uh, doing whatever I do. <laughs> now, when you say missions, were you, an, were you a missionary? Yes, okay. uh, for I spent about five years in the Caribbean. Okay, yeah. and did you go to school for that or? No, no, no. I mean, I did the entry class for the organization I was with. Okay, but um, as for like formal schooling, not really. Okay, and was it missionary like missions with the Church of God? No, it was. Um, I don't. Know. I don't know if you care if I say who it was. Doesn't matter. Okay, youth with a mission. Oh, I can't believe you said yeah, that. No, right? I'm just kidding. Like, you just get all this kickback because they're like one of the largest. Uh, Largest missions group or uh, whatever. Come at but, me. It's all good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm here now. I've just been a... I spent a long time because it took me a while before I really kind of accepted the fact that I don't really know if I consider myself a Christian anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I still love the idea of, of Jesus and and the... Uh, well, just because the loving parts of the Bible, you know, the good... Sure. The um, caring parts of it, but... Um, we jumped from me and my wife jumped from church to church trying to find something that was um, progressive yeah I, like, I think we talked about on our podcast forward thinking forward thinking whatever. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, where we found Watershed which they're they're a wonderful church I've heard good things about Watershed yeah. they're very social justice affirming um, any questions you have they're not afraid of being like, well, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and just leaving it open. They don't even try and like BS through the answers. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Um, so we, we go there. I'm kind of taking a sabbatical on church right now. Yeah. My wife plays drums there. So I go when she plays or when we like work. Your wife's a drummer? Yeah, she is. I didn't picture that. She's a, that just gave me a totally different image. Yep. She's a 105 pound, like mad drummer, man. Wow. She's like recording studio good. Okay. She's great. Yeah. Is that why you have the drums up in the room? Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's it. why they're there. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of dropped the Christian label. Yeah. And I don't, I kind of, I like Buddhism a lot, but I wouldn't call myself a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really getting into, getting into what Bushi, who I think you said you would be talking to. He will be coming on in the fall. Yeah. But yeah. So. Tell our listeners a little bit about Bushi. Bushi has a very good, um, kind of growing I think he's kind of more putting it together I don't think he has it all yeah. laid out yet but yeah. uh, it's called a Booty Cristo okay. where it's the kind of a mash of Christ following Buddhist or just a Buddhist that has a uh, that looks very much towards the Christ philosophy yeah. sure. um, but it's very it's, it's, it's really really good from okay. what I've read and what I've heard him say a lot of I think I went to every single one of his talks at, yeah. at Wild Goose so when you started your, when you were a missionary and you started your deconstruction, uh, you came up against some negativity? Oh, yeah. 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 We had a, one of the classes I was in, we had a speaker. Um, I don't specifically remember what the topic was, but I raised my hand and asked a question yeah. and she didn't really answer it very well. Mm. And then after the class was over, the leader of the, of the school came over to me and he's like, you can't ask those things. Yeah. And I was like, well... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But. Yeah. Wow. And he even told me like, you know, she's, she's a, she was a doctorate, you know, she, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, sometimes you just have to trust that they know more than you. Mm. And I was like, 
no, I don't do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sometimes I understand, like scientists. I'm not a scientist, so sure. I kind of defer to their judgment and stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to things that I'm really, really interested in, I want to go deeper. I want to learn more. I want to, you know, so yeah. explain to me why you feel this way or you think this way or what, you know, about this thing. Yeah. And when I would ask questions, like legitimate questions, I'm not trying to like screw her up or like catch her in a lie right. or anything. Question I, you I have. had a legitimate question yeah, right. and I got shot down. So, oh. yeah. Well, that, that is the way it happens a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it'll be a good segue into some things that I have to share. But uh, anyway, so you and I talked about it before we hit record, but just to kind of give our listeners a general idea of how this is going to roll. And uh, maybe it will go this way, maybe it won't. We'll see how yeah. the spirit or the wild goose, so to speak, will, yeah, right. will lead us. Um, but I figured I'd share with you, you know, my biggest takeaways, which I've talked about a little bit in the last two episodes. And then I would love to hear your thoughts about it because you just told me that you listened to them so I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear your, your thoughts and then I really want to hear kind of your thoughts about the whole experience and mm-hmm. uh, we can dialogue a little bit about that and then you have your podcast to talk about so I want you to plug that in there as well so people cool. can go and listen to that we'll go from there so uh, anyway for me um, my I've really been challenging myself to process things a lot more uh, because I'm a very internal person so mm-hmm. someone who's very um, introverted number one but also very introspective mm-hmm. so if you go downstairs into my office uh, I have at least probably 500 books down there like it's ridiculous there's mm-hmm. just so much down there weren't you, you trying to get to like 60 this year or something like that or 40 or something and, and a few years ago I got up to 95 books and that was before <laughs> we had a toddler so that was pre-dad <laughs> life it was a distraction that's <laughs> now all. I'm a little more tired so yeah. but yeah I'd like to get to 60 I don't think it's going to happen but it's a lofty goal but I have so many books um, I'm somebody who you know I love to write I love to journal and so I can very easily get stuck in my head mm-hmm. um, at events like Wild Goose so uh, and we'll, you'll talk about this in a minute, but when, when I go to something like Wild Goose, I really look for the sessions, you know, the people are going to be talking. I'm a student, you know, I've been through years and years of school just because I like it. I got my notebook, my journal, my pen, I'm taking notes. That's so opposite of me. Yeah. So funny. And I saw you at Wild Goose, you were like just sitting there, you know, like just listening. I'm like, he's not even taking any notes. I know, notes right? Before, my notes right? are terrible. You'd be, you'd be embarrassed by them. And so the, the problem with that is, the good thing is I, I can be very very aware of my my emotions because I process things a lot internally so I have different categories for things but the bad thing about that is that sometimes I process so much internally that I don't do anything with it so I have notebooks and journals and all this stuff with ideas but never turns into practical stuff so before I went um, Alexander Shia who was on my podcast a while ago um, I was texting with him and he said you know it's great that you're gonna go to Wild Goose I've been there a couple times he said, but make sure that you don't just process in your head, but that when you get home, you process in your life. So the way that you live stuff out on a regular basis. So that's really what I've been trying to challenge myself uh, to do. So anyway, uh, I've, I had the biggest thing for me was um, learning that I have these two areas of grief that I've been like carrying around with me for, for a while. And, and the first one is that idea of uh, losing faith in the God of my youth and I haven't really figured out how else to phrase it other than that because that's what makes sense to me but like like you you know I grew up in that evangelical world and this God that I came to know was loving but also like really ticked off mm-hmm. and he's like really ticked at human sin and you know he's his wrath is being bottled up and he had to express it on something and so Jesus was like oh send me I'll take the punishment you know so he comes down 
and he gets on the cross and God just like rips it out onto him. And then you believe that and you get to you get to experience resurrection like Jesus did, but you you don't believe that and then then you go to hell. And then your job is to tell everybody about it, you know, be a missionary to to the world. And I grew up with that and I no longer feel that way. Like I have a lot of other things and thoughts about God. But yet losing that has been very heavy for me because like I feel like that's all I've known. You know, like I went to all these years in school and all these years in church and Sunday school and even pastoring and teaching that. Like I liked that God in a sense because like I knew how to pray to that God and talk to that God. I could in a sense manipulate that God. Like I felt like I knew the right prayer language and the right way to live my life so that God was more prone to respond to me and, and, and like that's all weird stuff but like I just felt like so connected to that and so now at this place where like I'm reading all this other stuff and I'm hearing from all these other people and I'm talking to people like yourself and I'm getting this this different understanding of God and I don't know how to talk to that God like sometimes I'll go to pray and I'm like I just sit there and I'm like I don't even know what to say you know like do do I have to say the right thing? Do I have to say anything to you at all? You know, do I need to please you? Are you already pleased with like what what is the deal with you? And so I find myself getting lost in my head mm. with all of those things. And then the second piece of grief that goes along with that is all of the loss of um, relationships that have come with that. So losing faith in the God of my youth has inevitably led me to lose relationships with people. Um, as well Mm. and a lot of people who I was close with some of them are super supportive and they're right there with me Um, other people just kind of fell off the map completely like I don't hear from them anymore I've reached out I don't hear anything back kind of thing and there's other people who are just very violent with their words (laughs) you know it's very hurtful as you Mm -hmm. have experienced as well and there's just this sense of of loss there and there's this sense of grief and so for me like at Wild Goose, I think was the first time I was able to put words on those things uh, because at Wisdom Camp, um, Mike Morrell really pushed us in the beginning to mm-hmm. think about, you know, what is going on in your heart today that is causing you pain and hurt and put words on it. And that was really hard for me. But once those things came to the surface, I was like, ah, like it does make sense that I've been feeling this stuff. So those are the two biggest things. And I actually had a revelation today, which I just wanted to share with you. Um, on my way, I just went to Walgreens before you came, get <laughs> something to drink, and uh, I drove home from Charleston today, and completely forgot my toothbrush there and my razor. So I'm like, I gotta get that stuff. So I went to Walgreens, got the stuff, and I was driving there thinking about like this episode and stuff we were gonna be talking about, and I really felt like, as I was thinking about those two areas of grief, which have been consuming me for the last couple of weeks, I really just felt like, like the spirit said to me it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay that that's your experience. Like it's okay that your faith has shifted and it's okay that you made people mad and it's okay that they're angry at you. You did nothing wrong. And I felt like for me, like that was huge because again, being introspective, I'm my own worst critic. I criticize myself about everything, um, especially this stuff. And so... That's where I'm at. So that's my like my mm-hmm. verbal diarrhea. All of my things I've been processing, but that's good. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. So what, what do you have to say to that? Um, so my first thought when you were talking about the the grief and um, the loss of the the God that you used to know mm-hmm. um, is that the same thing? At, do you think as I lost this God, or the that you lost the certainty mm. that was involved with that God? 
Like you were certain that he was this, you know, penal substitutionary atonement theory is like, they got it down, you know, like yeah. it, this is the way it is, you know? Mm. So you knew that this guy was this, you knew that if you tithed, you would get rewarded back some yeah. way. You knew that, you know, uh, mm. the Bible was inerrant and perfect. And so if I did these things, I would get blessed this way. So like that kind of certainty, do you think that's where some of the grief? I do. I do think so. You know, I think that's like something I've been wrestling with is, you know, like I don't even know if the phrase losing faith in the God of my youth is the best phrase. Perhaps it's losing faith in the certainty of the mm-hmm. God of my youth. Maybe that's better. Uh, just because, you know, living in this Western world and going through all the <laughs> schooling that I have gone through, you know, it's very, you really pride yourself on answers. Like I have my Wayne Grudem systematic theology book downstairs, mm-hmm. which is like this thick. <laughs> and it's like every theological topic you can imagine is dissected and there's verses attached to everything and like that was my certainty for a while and I think I think you're right in the sense that although I haven't lost faith in in God maybe I've lost faith in the fact or the idea that you can be so certain about who God is and how God is going to respond which is good and I mean it's I don't say good and bad but it's because you're losing the certainty, which is like it's a, it's a it's a stabilizing thing, you know. Yeah. Like you feel stable with it. Yeah. But then now God is so open, mm. you know. He's so. You might not know what's going on. You might not know what this God looks like, or, you know. Is it a he? Is it a she? Is right. it a they? Is yeah. it is it even like a thing to be called a thing? Right. You know, is it just a? Is God an experience? Is God just an idea? Is it yeah. like you know, it takes him out of the certainty box but then it's like all of a sudden I said him you know, right, <laughs> just sure. but um is indoctrination but um it takes him out of that box and puts God into this it can be anything yeah you know where I even think pre pre New Testament especially God was a spirit that yeah. talked to you all the time you know or you had to maybe translate or decipher what you thought God was saying to you at the time and then the you know the Bible's written and now it's all of a sudden I always have this this thing that I say where it's like God sent his son his son sent the spirit mm. and the spirit said I'm out here's a book right <laughs> yeah. that's the way people take it <laughs> right. all the time I'm going know? on vacation yeah <laughs> so, everything I have to say so now with the loss of the certainty in the Bible or the inerrancy in the Bible um, you're back to oh crap I have to actually pay attention yeah to that's what true. I'm feeling hmm you know that's a good point I think too like having you said that God is this you know we went from understanding God as this very closed Mm -hmm. box this very closed figure to this very open almost like experience where you know God is open to all people everywhere like everybody Mm -hmm. has a seat at this cosmic table so to speak and I was talking we were in Charleston visiting my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and the other night we're sitting on the couch it was late and my sister-in-law was asking about the podcast because she she was she's followed some things online and she's seen some of the the conversation that's gone on in various aspects and uh, she said to me it's amazing to me how like angry some people get about this stuff when you disrupt like what they consider to be the norm and my wife said you know she said early on like I, I'm the first one who started down this road and I would talk to her about things and she was like looking at me like I don't know like about this stuff and but she's like the more I started to think about it it's like the more sense it made and she said, I'm at this place now where thinking of God in this open like this open experience she's like 
it's freed up a lot of anxiety for me because she's like that just that understanding of God being this very rigid person who's full of wrath that can explode at any moment created a lot of anxiety in me it made me think about constantly how I was living how I was praying what I was doing is God happy is God not happy do I have to confess this confess that and should those things are important to an extent but it's it doesn't run my life anymore mm-hmm. and I think that's I think that's a really valuable piece yeah, of insight totally what would you say to people who are going through this experience now because one of the things that surprised me was when I brought this up in that first episode I got maybe 10 responses to people, whether it's through Facebook or email or messenger, text message, saying like, you put words on the things that I'm feeling as well, because Mm -hmm. like I'm shifting my faith, I'm in this weird space. So as someone who has experienced some heat as well, Mm -hmm. when you shifted your ideas, um, as I have, like what are some words of wisdom that you would give to people who are in that spot right now? Man. um... What are things you've learned? I think the biggest advantage right now that people have is because when I was going to third deconstruction, it was 2009-ish. Mm-hmm. So I've had 10 years to, to grow with it and really figure out what's going on, But which I have not figured it out. But, <laughs> but um, like there was no real resources yeah. then. You know, I started with Jonathan Martin, the podcast, and I think then I went to Brian Zahn, who you've yeah. had on. Yeah. And even though they're both very Christian, you know, a little more conservative yeah. than me, but yeah. not, not so conservative for the Christian right. world. <laughs> but um, so they kind of started that. Yeah. But then after that began, I really had nowhere else to go. Yeah. You know, I didn't have much. I guess Rob Bell, um, there's probably a couple out there that I, at the time, I had no idea. Yeah. But now there's there's so many, yeah. you know. So I think the biggest thing would be to just say uh, you're not alone there's so much material out there there's churches like watershed and yeah you know i'm sure all over the place and i think there's a website where you can put in what you want like is it lgbt affirming is it there is you know, there's a few of those out there yeah, yeah so that's like i won't i won't step foot in a church that's not lgbt affirming yeah. or it doesn't have women in leadership somehow yeah you know um but i guess just don't be afraid because this God that you've been taught your whole life is is angry at you and is only letting you slip by because of Jesus. Yeah. That He's not. Yeah. You know. That's he's, good. He's not mad at you. If if God can see the future, can know what's happening, is all of this stuff like how can He be mad at what He already knows is going to happen? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. That that's the thing that really got me got me through is at that moment that I realized God isn't mad at me. Mm-hmm. I can explore these other veins of spirituality and yeah. God, yep. God's self. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. I mean, I was re- I think I was, I don't know if I was reading or I heard, but it came from Richard Rohr. But he was talking about how there's that idea in the evangelical world that <clears throat> like it's possible for you to um, move away from God or be apart from God if you shift your beliefs or you live your life a certain way. And Richard Rohr's like, isn't one of the tenets of the Christian faith the omnipresence of God, that God mm-hmm. is everywhere? No matter where you are, no matter where you're walking, he's like Versus Christ. about him being in hell. Yeah, he's like, Christ <laughs> is walking beside you. Like, yeah. he's always there with you. And no matter where you are, you're never apart. Mm-hmm. And I get the, like you said, that connection piece, I think, is, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree, too, about living in this time and age. Like, this is a, 
mean, the internet is can be a disaster, a dumpster <laughs> fire at times. But you know, the fact that we have access to so many things mm-hmm. and so many voices, I think, is really important. And there are, like you said, a lot of people that have gone ahead and kind of paved the way, yeah. taken that beating, so to speak, and have paved the way for other people to follow and yeah. to and, and that have their fun- own experience. The fundamentalist um, mentality, which you know, is I don't want to say it's dying. That sounds bad, yeah. but it's it's shrinking. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So when when they're on their way down like that, they just get more and more mean and more and more um, certain. Yeah. Um, so when you do decide to push back against that or leave it or yeah. you know, it's going to be even worse now than even when I did. Sure. You know. So. Sure. Yeah, we went to uh, Rob Bell was in Charlotte mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago. And first of all, <laughs> first of all, there were like these people outside with signs, like picketers, mm-hmm. and they were screaming like the craziest things to people, like calling us sodomites. Oh my and gosh. They said, <laughs> they, said, <laughs> they said that we're living in a Rob Bellion, which I thought was an interesting play on words. Instead of Rebellion, we're living yeah. in Rob Bellion. Cool with that. Right, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but there was a Q&A time beforehand with him. There was maybe 20 of us in the theater. And I really wanted to ask a question what other people were asking, and I, I was like nervous, and then I didn't. And then it got to the end, I'm like, wait, I didn't ask my question. But uh, somebody asked a really good question that I was, I was thinking of as well. They said to him, what do you think the future of the church is? They're like, you were a mega church pastor. Like, you lived that world, you lived that life. Now that you've stepped out of that role for a while, like, where do you see things going? He had a really interesting answer. He said, he said in terms of the evangelical church in particular, he said, I really see it being unearthed more and more as a cult. Mm. And everybody would kind of like <gasps> gasped a little bit because mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who were in the room who were like pastors and stuff. And he goes, I don't mean that to be offensive. He said, but what I'm saying is that in a cult, he said, you have to think a certain way. You're given a certain way to think, a certain way to believe. Typically, you're given a manual of some sort that you have to adhere to. Mm-hmm. He said, and if you question it, if you move away from it, if you go off this way or that way, because you are, you know, you are yelled at. Mm-hmm. You are um, disciplined. Yeah, heretic. Exactly. You're, you're yeah. thrown out of the camp. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Doesn't that sound eerily a lot like the church in a lot of different ways?" Yeah. And I mean, we make fun of, like Christians make fun of Mormonism and, and Jehovah Witness and yeah. stuff like that. But there's not much. Of when we left our, we went to a Baptist church. When we left that Baptist church. Like people that we were there for almost two years, that they were like our family. They, you know, yeah. we had no family. Me and my wife had no family down here. They became our family, and they yeah. we went to everything they did. They went everything we did. We helped meet people move dozens of times, yeah. all that stuff. And the moment we went, we tried to do it the best way possible, like not burn any bridges. So we went to the pastor, we went to the worship leader, we went to um, our deacon, yeah. and said, "Hey, our beliefs are changing. We just really don't feel like this is the place for us anymore. We still love everybody. We still want to be in contact with everybody, yeah. but." This isn't the place. We don't feel like we belong here anymore. The moment that happened, cut off. Yeah. Just straight cut off. I think they like we are still in contact with our deacons, mm-hmm. but it really feels like I'm not saying this is what happened, but really, it really feels like is they had a meeting and they said, okay, they're you, they're your project. Yeah. Like you know that we are their project. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody else gets and talks to us or invites us. Or, so. Yeah. That's sad. So um, tell me about about you. It's enough about me. My experience. <laughs> I want to know about you and. Kind of what were your? I guess I guess I would say if there was a couple of things that like have stuck with you since you left the goose, like what are those things that you've been mulling over these last few weeks? So what I was telling Glenn before the 
before we started recording was that I'm a very experiential person. Yeah. Where Glenn likes sitting and listening and Where notes is your notebook taking. right now? It's literally, that's one Good page. I have one page notebook? of chicken <laughs> scratch on it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You'd be even more like, I have, I, I went to sit down and the person come in like, ooh, and I'd write their name at the top of there. Yeah. No notes. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. No notes at all. <laughs> um, but so I, like, I love hearing the people speak. Yeah. But once I sit down and they start to talk, my mind just wanders so I do have ADHD, but um, it like it doesn't matter. My mind wanders, even if it's something I'm super interested in. Yeah. I, I start looking around. I'm looking at the leaves, you know. <laughs> just, just everything distracts it was me. Pouring that day that we were there. Oh my gosh, yeah. not nonstop. Which is coming into the tent. <laughs> one of the funny stories I have about yeah. it. But um, so the things that I take away the most mm. is the experiences. Yeah. So the people that I meet, or like doing my podcast. Um, I just walked around and interviewed three or four people and you know asked them all the same questions got their answers and yeah. threw them up in one of our episodes which as an introvert is horrifying to me <laughs> at least of that episode i'm like dude this guy's got some guts <laughs> no i don't <laughs> because i am weird right i am super weird like i walk up to these people and i'm like hey I, hey they're like hey i'm like okay so this i don't know how to ask this but can we sit down and i ask you some <laughs> questions you know is it weird it's not i don't mean to be especially because I, I grew up in the age of, you know, don't be in the same room with a girl yeah. alone. Yeah. So I'd go up and ask a, a girl and be like, am I allowed to ask to like sit and talk to this girl without yeah. feeling like weird? I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so things like, um, I don't know if I can say this word, but uh, there's a there's a podcast that... You, you, they, can, you can let the words fly. Okay, man. cool. It's all good. <laughs> there's, there's a podcast there that two girls have called Bible Bitches. Okay. And where they basically... Said I just sit. lost half my listeners. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they, they talk about the Bible and just yeah. their ideas on it and stuff. But yeah. their, their little tent area there always does a thing called uh, Bourbon and Donut. Yeah. Bourbon and Donuts Communion. Hmm. And that's something I, like since my last year of being the first time that I went every night to it. Hmm. You know, And it's, it's great because it's bourbon and it's donuts. Yeah. But outside of that the community there it's a pretty small community right now but it's just so much fun mm. you know there nothing is off limits it's you can joke about whatever you want you know they always they almost always finish off like so they'll do the whole the pretty liturgistic um you know here's the the blood whatever yeah. you take the take the bourbon mm-hmm. uh, here's the body you eat the donut yeah and then and then like they usually end it with like well, since Jesus tastes so good, we're going to finish all this study. You know? nice. um, but so that's like a great experience. The, yeah. bur- uh, the beer and hymns is great, even though, again, they're very old school songs that, you know, if you sat down and talked to people about the lyrics, nobody would agree with them. Yeah. But, you know, like I'll fly away and all those things. It's yeah. just, but it's just great to be in a bunch of people that don't care. Mm. And they're just singing their hearts out to whatever they believe in. Yeah. Or even it's just to be in a group of people that sure. feel the same way. Um, uh, so there was another guy there, uh, Shaman Nar, who he runs the healing arts tent. Yeah, he's Pastor Nar on Facebook, right? Yeah, he's Pastor yeah. Nar on, yep. on Facebook. Yeah, he is a he's a wonderful guy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not again. I'm not big on the spiritual. There's spirits flying around. Yeah. Take this, make this spell. You know, take this concoction and or you know, this sound is going to heal you. Like yeah. I'm not big on that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but. Being in that place with him and being in his presence while he's kind of in that, yeah. it is so, I don't want to say relaxing because it's more than relaxing. Sure. You know, it is, it is an experience. Mm. 
that you just have to be there to, to really get the, the fullness of. Yeah. To just, so what we have in is little ceremonies and stuff, and I don't really get involved with those, but mm-hmm. I'll sit back and just witness them. Like observe. Observe them, yeah. yeah. And then I'll talk to him afterwards, and me and him hung out for a good three or four hours one mm. of the nights and wow. stuff. But uh, yeah, he's a really good guy. Hmm. I haven't met him. I wanted to make my way there, but I didn't get to. I think I, I walked by once, and he was already starting doing mm-hmm. his thing. I was like, I don't want to go in now. It's, yeah weird yeah, <laughs> well it's all you can't help but feel weird when there's stuff going on in that tent because yeah. it's so outside of our Christian box yeah you know because he's like he's drawn malas on the ground and you stand in the mala that you are in the, in the section that you feel is represents you so it's like earth air water sure. fire like that kind of stuff and yeah. it's, it's very um, shamanistic you know yeah. uh, what do you call it um, Native American-ish yeah it's, it's it's very very good and yet in the midst of all of that like I've seen on Facebook, like he talks, he talks a lot about Christ. Oh yeah, talks a lot about God. He talks yeah, yeah. a lot about Christiany kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I think, like that's what was so fascinating to me about the goose when I went last year was like, because that was the first time I went and the first time I heard about it. And I was like, there's all of these people who are coming together from all of these walks of life, mm-hmm. and yet somehow it's all oriented around Christ yeah. and love, and it's feeding into all of these different mm-hmm. venues and like yeah. that was so outside of my evangelical box like I had I I got a hotel room last year and this year because I I'm the introvert and I like, <laughs> go away and process my things but like I remember going back to my hotel room and my wife saying like well what was it like I'm like it is the most bizarrely beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life like it feels like this should not be happening but yet it feels like this should be happening yeah. and why isn't it happening everywhere because you used to be you're used to there being so much judgment. Yes. You know? There's nothing like that there. Yeah. Yeah. Like going to um, going to the different church camps yeah. growing up, you know, it was all very, we're right, they're wrong. Yeah. You know? And then coming here, it's like, yes, it's very Christ-centered, but nobody there is telling you that you're wrong because you're an atheist. They, right. have, they have tents there that are set up for people that are getting, going through deconstruction and getting yeah. out of religion yeah. and stuff. Um, what else you got? Anything else? Um so the other thing that really, that was the most fun, probably okay. is going to be in my mind forever, yep. is all the rain. Yeah. And it was so muddy. We camped. Me and my buddy Paul, we camped the whole time. I don't time. know how you do it, man. It was rough. I need a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, there was no showers. There was no showers. We were yep. muddy and, um, and just wet and all of our clothes stank. Yeah. And, but to me, that's part of the experience. Because we did it, we did it last year too. Last year it was just hot. Mm. It was just hot. Yeah. This year it was hot with with rain. Yeah. <laughs> um, last year it was like a dust bowl. It was like yeah, a, they were spraying water on the yeah, on the paths. They couldn't yeah. keep the dirt down. Yeah. 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 But um, so walking around with Paul. Yeah. So he bought this really expensive. I don't know how expensive it is, but it was like it was, it was talking about it like being like the best um, umbrella that. Okay. that you could get right yep. he's like it never breaks it never does anything Super you know all this stuff. yeah exactly <laughs> and so we walked over to the restaurant to get out of the rain a little bit and as we were walking back to the campgrounds he's like he's telling me about how good it is and how it never like reverts you know <laughs> oh, it never, no. like goes back you know, it goes inside out or whatever. yeah inside out yeah. and he, as soon as he says that a big gust comes and inside out it just immediately goes inside out <laughs> and I could not stop laughing Man, it was so fun. That's funny. But that that's the kind of stuff that I remember. Is yeah. like, you know, the the lectures and stuff are, are great. Um the music is you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Always fantastic. But uh 
but that's the stuff that I remember. Sounds like you take away more of how you different events made you feel mm-hmm. as opposed to the intellectual piece of yeah. um, I remember A, B, and C yeah. about what this person said. Which is weird because I'm an introvert as well. Yeah. But again, in that ex- experiential feelings kind of way yeah. where I'll sit there and I'll take it all in. Yeah. You know, but I just, I just, I guess I don't take that's it why in the you, same way you That's do. why you <laughs> like the camping piece. Yeah. Because it's an experience for you. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that experience. <laughs> it's a little more embodied, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I feel yeah. like that would take away from my experience. Or maybe it wouldn't. I'll, maybe I'll have to try it sometime. It's, it's really good um, um, practice in like... What's the Buddhists say? Uh, but getting outside of yourself. You yeah. Know? We're like, yes, you're a little uncomfortable. You're really uncomfortable. You're really wet. You smell really bad. Yeah. You know, everything's this. But you just let it be. Yeah. You just, this is the way it is. Yeah. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just whatever. Just My back hurts from sleeping on a root. Don't get mad at it. Right. You know, it's just your body telling you there's something a little weird, hmm. you know, going on. Yeah. Don't get mad at it. Just let it be. Yeah. Not good, good, not bad. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, for me, the going to the event was a big thing for me because mm-hmm. I heard about it when I was in my my last elective in the doctoral program and the professor uh, his name is Bo Sanders and he was uh, the class was supposed to be what was it? it was called a communications class so in my mind I'm like oh this is going to be preaching how to tell people about the gospel kind of thing I thought that was what it was going to be and so I sat in the back on the first day it was like a five day class I sat in the back and uh, he starts quoting, like, Rob Bell and Brian McLaren. And he didn't, wasn't saying their names, but I knew where the material was coming from because I read mm. the books. I'm like, he's talking about some pretty edgy stuff mm. here in the, in the chapel in the seminary, you know. So next day I went down to the front row. Like, I got to hear what this guy's got to say. And he starts again, same kind of stuff. So during a break, he's off to the side eating a Dunkin' Donut sandwich. Mm. And I'm like... I don't want to bother you while you're having your break. I said, but, you know, my name's Glenn. And I said, this is a little bit of my story. I said, but you're talking about stuff that, like, I've known about for, like, a long... Been thinking about for a long time. I've always been scared to talk about it, but you're up there in front of the class in seminary talking about it freely. And I was like, so, A, how did they let you in here? (laughs) And B, where'd you come from? And C, how do I find more people like you? And he told me about the Wild Goose. And he's like, you got to go to Wild Goose because you're going to find your tribe of people there. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, I know that she said, I've told him I was introvert and stuff because I know, he said, I could just tell by the way you take notes in class and stuff, you're very focused. He goes, it's going to push you way out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You grew up in this evangelical world. It's really going to blow your mind. But he's like, you got to take that step mm-hmm. and go and experience it in whatever way that you can. And so last year when I went, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. But I loved it. And then this year I felt like I went, I opened myself up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the next step will be eventually for me Camping? tenting with you yeah. <laughs> right? and having a hotel room on the call just in case <laughs> I need to go escape. Uh, we've <laughs> talked about getting a camper one, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about your, your podcast before we, we wrap it up. Uh, it's called God is an Elephant. Yes. So what the heck is that? Okay. And so what is it about? The, the intro episode um, introducing the elephant kind of explains it pretty well that there's a Buddhist parable um, about three blind guys trying to find out what an elephant feels like. One feels its leg and says it's like a tree. Another feels its trunk says it's like a snake. Another one feels its size is like a wall. Um, so, you know, all, together 
or separately, they, they have no idea. They right. all think it's something totally different. Sure. Together, they kind of have a little piece mm. of what this elephant looks like. Mm. Um, and so the podcast is our, um, our attempts to take all the different pieces of this elephant that we call God, that everybody has a little bit of a piece of this thing. Yeah put it together and maybe have a picture of what I feel it was like saying picture of what God looks like. Yeah. You know, but, sure. um, but just, so it's basically just to explore people's different ideas of spirituality, God, um, no spirituality, no yeah. spirituality. I like the fact that you, you guys, it's not like it's, you have your way of understanding. I have my way of understanding and let's just go, mm-hmm. but it's, you have your way. I have my way, but your way can make me better. My mm-hmm. way can make you better. Yeah, totally. And I think that, I think that's another Richard Rohr thing. He was talking about a kind of a Buddhist principle where it's, you know, it's not that it's your your. What was it? He was talking about, like as a as a Catholic, him talking to someone who was a Buddhist, and the Buddhist said to him, "Your way of being Catholic makes me a better Buddhist, mm-hmm. but my way of being a Buddhist can make you a better Catholic." Yeah. And it's not like I'm trying to convert you to believe like I do, but it's just let me understand where you're coming from. And that can make me better. Yeah, mysticism has been like a lost art. Yeah, you know, I, th- I feel like it's. I think is it Brian Zahn says that the future of Christianity is a mystic yeah. Christianity. Yeah. Um, because being able to, like you said, look at those different facets yeah. and see where I can, where I can grow from that, rather than nope, it's wrong. Yeah. You know? um, our podcast is quite a bit different than than Glenn's. Though. <laughs> a little bit different. Yeah. It's, How uh, so? Well, it's definitely it's it's a conversation. Yeah. Um, the last couple ones are, man, it's it's like you're just sitting in the room and we're all just throwing whatever we feel like at the fan. Like you're talking about the cults and stuff. We hit on that hard, especially yeah. on the last one. I, I didn't get to hear the last one yet. Yeah, I, I just released it like last week. Um, yeah, I've been talking about cults and stuff and how the church looks like a cult. But yeah, yeah, it's, you got an atheist on there too, right? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was that the last, last one. one. Yeah, okay. um, the first. Well, you were the first one. You were the first guest, Doctor Glenn. Yep, that's it. <laughs> The second one was me and Sebastian uh, talking about original sin. Which Sebastian's I think, your co-host, right? Yeah, Sebastian's a co-host. Yeah, because yeah. I think we hit on original sin like briefly with we did with your episode, and then we just kind of took off. It's a rabbit hole. So yeah, it really is. Need another episode. Yeah, right. Um, and then this so the third third one was I'm getting them all mixed up now. You had the wild goose one in there. Yes, that's right. The wild goose was yeah. the third one, and then this fourth one was the, with the atheist. Yeah. Do you have any uh, like who are your upcoming people on your radar? Um, yeah, we have a couple now. Thank God, recorded. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're always like. It's good to get ahead a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. This talk that we're doing now is going to go out tomorrow, so I'm obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't edit very much. It's just. <laughs> it's true. Ours is a super it edited. Yeah, yeah, man, it's so stressful sometimes trying to get it out on time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we have a couple lined up that are. Um, I think it's two two guys. One's an atheist. The other one, I don't. I don't know. We didn't finish the. We have to go back and record okay. some more with him. But sure. Yeah, but it's a good time. It's a very. Um, it's a very eye-opening thing. And you're. It come out every other week. Yes, every other every week. Other Usually week. Uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Okay. Is when we try and release and it. Where can people go and find it? Um, well, we don't have a website yet. Okay. But if you literally just Google "God is an elephant," yeah, uh, we should pop up okay. somewhere in there. It's a. It's a big picture of an elephant with a halo on its head. Yeah. It says God is an elephant. You're on iTunes. iTunes, Spotify. Um, we use Anchor okay. to, to launch everything. Um, according to Anchor, we're on several All the typical places. So, yeah, all much. the typical places. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And uh, you encourage people to go and leave a review. 
Yes. Oh my start gosh. Reading. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a frustrating thing. But yeah, Come on, rate, what if people <laughs> go over and help the guy out? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Rate rate and review our stuff if you like it. Uh, if you like our particular brand of conversation, yeah. It's, yeah. If you don't like it, don't ruin the rating. Yeah, don't ruin the rating. <laughs> right? We have thirteen five star ratings, yeah. so we're, we're uh, going good. <laughs> I was at thirty three, and then my thirty fourth was a four star. I was like, <laughs> to deliver a review of why? What happened? Did they leave a review of say why? I they did. Uh, it was something along the lines of um, I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I'm not going to say it because I don't remember exactly what it was. So I don't want to make it up. But it's there. It, it wasn't bad. It was just like yeah, you know. Well, I hope I, don't I get love you it, your but first. there's just one thing. Yeah, I yeah. hope I don't get you your first one star. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to call you. I'm gonna that episode something. with that Bob guy. That Bob <laughs> guy <laughs> about all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, he said bitch. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I got to put an e next to the. <laughs> oh yeah explicit explicit one word uh, well this is good man thank you for stopping by yeah thanks for having me um, I want to let you go and respect the rest of your day but uh, it was good to have you here and we'll have you back again soon thanks man maybe then I can't flex go and hit a run I'm a check wish I had no other sand most beat I'm a chest wishing for my people wish I had more better leaders have enough to make our own land name my own picture we bring our own sand where we live is so bland so much we're high on demand Tiptoe around throwing high lows. Feel like James Brown, love we go ahead and dance. Let me talk. At the end of the day, we know who's at a fault. We got our hands up, ready for a box. Undisputed, got the own lock. Champion, go ahead, call the ambulance. So we said our own ambience. WTTG, train to go. Let's talk.